welcome 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 to the earth is ghetto podcast i know these are not coming out as fast as you guys want but i promise you we are always worth the wait um so first and foremost we're going to dive right in the earth is very ghetto hence the name um so first things first uh we have to do our mental health check-in where are you at Fuck it. Fuck it all. That's where I'm at. Um, sometimes, literally, that's all you can just tell yourself. It's just fuck it. A lot has been going on this week, and obviously, we are about to dive into that. Um, mentally, I've just been like, fuck it. Like, I can only do so much. I can only, like, be so, care about so much, you know? Yeah. So that's my mental health check-in. I don't care. <laughs> Um, well, as your y'all's residents, uh, Pisces, I care too much. Um, and you know, what's so funny. So, uh, as you guys know, we both have to keep up these, keep up this whole fucked up relationship with capitalism. Cause we want to eat and shit. Um, and there was actually a, um, a woman at my job who I'm actually training right now. And when I say, you know how, when sometimes we use like like the other day when we was on live and you're like, I hate when people ask how you are and then you tell them and people are like, whoa, hold on. I didn't ask you for the truth. You're supposed to do the societal mannerisms. What's up with you right now, right? Right. You're supposed to be fake and pretend like everything's okay, even though the world's on fire. But you know what I'm saying? Um, and I, this woman who I was talking to was uh, telling me that she started working from home the way I did because her, hus- her husband was... Um, her husband was mourning his mother's death in a tragic fire, uh, a fire that could have been completely avoided because, you know, as black people, they were calling the police. The police didn't come uh, until the son had the, her husband had the bright idea of saying, oh, there's a gun. Then the police finally came. Um, there at the building that she was in, they kept on uh, asking people to fix it. It was like the day after they missed their next inspection to fix it is when she died in this terrible fire that apparently she suffered horribly in. Her, mm. she, her, the, the husband couldn't even identify the body. And wow. all I could think, yeah, bro, oh no, it was, it, was, it was terrible. And she was awake, her eyes were open. They had to sew, like, I'm not even getting into it. It was really, really terrible. And it's like, I was glad that I was able to give her space in that moment because I know she just needed to talk. But then at the same time, I was also thinking like, Jesus Christ, what a senseless death. And we're gonna get into it, but the cycle continues. And I feel like it's different when you hear like a, a personal, um, I feel like it's, it's, I feel like it's so much different when it's coming from a, a, a personal place. You know what I'm saying? And, um, yeah. and it's coming from a, an actual person and not just statistics that we see. Um, and the fact that we're so desensitized to the constant <clears throat> violence. So I wanna say where I am is feeling very grateful that I, I can still be a space for someone, even though I don't even feel like I can be a space for myself sometimes. So I wanna say that's where I'm at. Mm, I feel you, girl. Uh, child, I was balling after. I know that's not what she meant to do, but I was balling after. 
like I hope she takes that whole building down. You better pay them, motherfucker. Like I, that, that's, all, that's all I can think because I have this like just um. I th- well, we both have this obvious sense of justice, of course, because you're an atheist. They think it doesn't exist, but it's just like being a good person and having compassion should be enough. But we digress. We won't get into that right now. Right. Uh, but uh, I want to go ahead and let you take it with our uh, first topic. Um, it's especially for the black queer community. Let's uh, let's talk about what this means. Uh, this is some very, very tragic news for black LGBT people. And as we know, white supremacy has done this thing when it comes to Africa. Um, Uganda has passed an anti-homosexuality bill making it illegal to identify as LGBTQ. Now it has already been illegal, but they just, you know, decided, you know, we're gonna make it more strict, more worse. Um, Uganda has newly introduced some of the world's cruelest anti-LGBTQ plus laws, meaning people who identify as gay there could now face life in prison. And a person who commits to the offense of aggravated homosexuality and is liable on conviction to suffer death. So not only could you get life in prison, but they could fucking kill you just for being who you are. Um, And of course, what really pisses me off about this, of course, the shade room posted this as well. Um, the shade room posted it, and of course you have cishet black men and some pigmishas saying Africa doing something right. Africa knows what's up. <sighs> this is what they want. This is what they wanted, and y'all are playing into their game once again. Being queer is African. Pre-colonial Africa was hella queer. Did not have a gender and did not subscribe to Christianity. I really need y'all to wake up. And that's all I got to say with that, because if I go on a tangent, I'm a, <laughs> you know how I do. You're on mute, girl. I was gonna say, I think that this is a great segue to, um, to moving into what we're gonna be hopefully doing every show is uh, talking about a uh, queer Africa, ancient queer Africa, pre-colonial Africa, because for whatever reason, there is this myth that is being perpetrated throughout our community. And I mean, across the entire black diaspora that for whatever reason, they believe that it was homosexuality that was brought to our shores when truly it was the hatred of homosexual people. It was homophobia that was actually brought to our shores. And I feel like it's so important that we have these conversations because it's it's kind of like when I see Ron DeSantis uh, doing currently in Florida, where he's trying to take away as much information as humanly possible. I feel like we've done our own erasing of our culture and realizing that being queer is African. There's a reason why that's a tagline for our show. It's because it's a factual statement. Um, so I, I definitely want you to go ahead and, uh, and play, um, the next clip and I want everybody to listen really carefully. This is your history. This is your ancestry for you to deny people like myself and Aaron is literally to deny yourself. Yeah. Like we say all the time, you cannot be pro-black and exclude the multiplicity of blackness. That's not how it works. If your pro-blackness does not include gay black people, black trans people, black disabled people, so on and so forth, then you are an agent of white supremacy. You may not want to admit that, but that's what it is. And this is what they wanted and you are playing into their game. 
On the other side of the Mediterranean Sea, King Henry VIII was criminalizing gay sex. In England, men were being... I'm trying to be reminded. <laughs> Homophobia is a vestige of colonialism, part two. So picking up where I left off, in the 16th century, the Bangala people of Angola had men in women's clothing that they kept amongst their wives. Meanwhile, on the other side of the Mediterranean Sea, King Henry VIII was criminalizing gay sex. In England, men were being sentenced to death by hanging for engaging in homosexual practices. Meanwhile, in Uganda, there was an openly gay monarch who actively opposed Christianity and colonialism. In the 19th and 20th centuries, Africa was forced to adopt new values and homophobia was legally enforced by colonial administrators and Christian missionaries. In fact, customary laws were tweaked to conform to colonial rule. They were given ancient cultural legitimacy and then legally enforced by customary authorities who were backed by colonial power. And so anti-LGBTQ plus laws not only made their way into the constitutions, but also into the mind of many African people. And sadly, many generations later, many still believe that homophobia is a part of their culture. But there is still hope. If ever you'd like me to make some more videos about the subject, please like African home. So now that we told y'all that two plus two equals four, are you still going to say that it equals five? Carry the one. Are you going to tell us to carry the one? Because, because honestly, and I want, and I'm so glad that you picked out something specifically Ugandan. Okay. I, I like, it's so important that you see how far white supremacy has pushed us down this rabbit hole of vicious violence against people who look like ourselves. I need you to understand, you know what the worst part is? We don't even need the white man around to hate each other. The injection has been so deep. Our indoctrination has been so deep, we'll do it ourselves. Mm -hmm. And this is why they just uh, sitting back and relaxing, girl. When you, we literally have black people out here saying that being gay is a white thing. I hear it, I hear it all the time. I've heard black men tell me that I am not truly black because I'm gay. That doesn't make any fucking sense. Um, and again, and this is why we're, I want to make, because we have limit, limitless information. We have limitless African queer facts to be able to give you every fucking show. Because do you know why? Because it, we have literally left every stone unturned because the white man said that if we decide to connect with our own culture that we are going to burn in hell there's a reason why and by the way give it up to haiti okay who went ahead and was the first the, you do you really think they did that with christianity the first black independent country you don't think you had all of the women back there got you know what let me hush I, I need people to, I, I need people to understand. No, but for real. And it's why I'm always going to have so much respect for Haitians. It's why I'm always going to have so much respect for people who've actually been able to hold on to pieces of their culture, but not because they are ignorant in some, in some way. It's because they've been robbed. Jesus Christ, British people, British Black people. I don't know what the, the fuck. I don't know what the fuck y'all been going through. <laughs> because it is very weird they don't actually know themselves um and i'm like okay your father's name is barrington do you really think <laughs> that nigga's name was actually barrington <laughs> see this one sneaking behind me it's okay she's in the show now she's in the I, show now she might as well come say hello at this point um but anyway that's our brand that's our brand ghetto i'm <laughs> 
For real. All we need is a boom mic that just comes down every so often. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be like a very, very much like Tyler Perry production. We have like a microphone. Yeah, I was going to say Blair Witch Project because I was hoping it was a little better than that. At least give you some suspense, but you know what I'm saying. Um, but no, I it, I feel like it's it's something that is so important that we do not talk about enough because this kind of xenophobia, this kind of bigotry against each other, this kind of homophobia, transphobia still coming from the entire umbrella of white supremacy. And you don't want to admit it because you like being able to oppress other people. You like feeling like you're better than someone else. So you don't want to break down those vestiges because let me tell you something, those things are not real. The same way when uh, all of uh, that, um, all of white America decided to bring black people over to go ahead and take all of the regular white people's jobs. And they were able to do that without them saying a word because they convinced them that you losing all of your work is, oh, no, no, I, I know that you no longer get paid, but uh, they don't get paid either. Is that, is that help? And they took it, they drank that, they drank that shit. <laughs> and the and, and that's the ridiculousness of it because we continue to vote against our own self-interest if that even works anymore you continue to go ahead and uphold and um uh, and support people who fucking hate you if you are agreeing with the Ku Klux Klan you're an agent of white supremacy so they hate gays you hate gays guess what you might as well go over there oh you can't because they'll hang you Oh, okay. I literally uh, like you will see panels of white supremacists and hotels or Israelites in the same room bashing gay people, like LGBT people. So how can you sit here and tell me that homophobia is not a white supremacist export? Like, girl, come on. A lot of you straight black men think that patriarchy is was made for you. And a lot of y'all want white man's power. Patriarchy was not made for you. White supremacy's job is to divide and conquer, and y'all are falling for it every single time. And I also think that at this point, um, we have to really come to grips with some things. We have to come to grips with how our homophobia is always going to divide us, um, and that trying to get everybody to be one monolithic thing um, is literally the epitome of white supremacy. White supremacy literally whitewashed actual white people. I mean, I read a book, pick up something, pick up something. I really need you to, because the people who are actually looked at as Caucasians that actually come from the mountains of Caucasus, and I'm not even joking this time, that's a real thing. Um, they, they don't look like what we see as white people. And I don't know if you realize they keep changing the definition, which means they can change it back. Because at one point, Italians weren't white. Irish wasn't white. We had a Jewish people definitely weren't fucking white. Like you, like, you do realize there's a bar and they get to remove that shit. They get to take it back. That's all. I'm at the point right now, honestly, if you are Black and you do not include all Black people of all different aspects of life, I just, I just can't trust you. You cannot sit here and tell me that you're pro-black and then turn around and call me a faggot. That's not how that shit works. Because at the end of the day, you love to say that we're black first, right? So why would you sit here and then turn around and say, but I disagree with your existence, who you are. It's a contradiction. Get the fuck out of my face. And don't that sound familiar, bitch? Like touch grass. 
whatever. Uh, <laughs> um, moving on uh, to the next one. This sadly is a um, pretty layered topic. Um, it's it's for me. It's very black and white, for lack of a better term. This is just about human rights and um, people not w being so afraid of having other people have the same rights that they have. That's that's honestly what it uh, boils down to. Um, and sadly, this is this conflates with another issue, even though it shouldn't. But there was certainly um, uh, there was a a shooting recently. And the person who um, ended up committing the mass shooting happened to be trans. Um, we are going to get into it, but it's so crazy how um, they are so upset about identity politics. Whenever we talk about white men who are statistically, statistically the perpetrators for pedophilia, white straight men, and they are also number one in domestic terrorism. So the fact that suddenly there is a trans person who shoots up a school and now you wanna talk about them being trans, I find it so funny because all we've been asking for is gun control. All we've been asking for is gun control. But now you wanna tell me that it's the trans people who are doing it. So when it was uh, Timothy McVeigh, when it was Dylan Roof, when it was Sandusky, when it was, when it was almost every other shooting that I could name, why weren't we talking about the identity of the shooters then? Why was it then a lone wolf? Why was it then it was just somebody who was just not mentally well? Even though statistically, people who are mentally ill are actually more often harmed by gun violence than to ever commit it. It's just selective outrage. Like they know exactly what they're doing. Y'all just do not like trans people. So <laughs> y'all will literally say stupid shit like, oh my God, trans people are very dangerous to kids. When we know that the number one threat against kids is guns. We just had a school shooting. But since it happens to be a trans person, a needle in a haystack situation, now it's, oh my God, see, this is why they're dangerous. Y'all are picking and choosing. <laughs> but when it's a white man, a straight white man, it's crickets. Because they are the main ones who are fucking shit up. Every time. Every time. We don't even have to. We, we honestly don't even have to pretend. And right now we are at about 125 mass shootings, I believe, for the year. It's probably more than that. But this is where we are. And it's so funny. Out of the 125 mass shootings, that have only gone on since January. It's March 30th. It's March 30th. One by a trans person. And I'm going to just unfairly assume that it was 124 white men. I, I, I bet you I'm not wrong. Or I bet you I'm not far off. I just think that you guys should not be generalizing. Like, black people are so racist when y'all do that because you're generalizing an entire race. Not all of us shoot up buildings and stuff. Some of us are good Christian people and black people love to like tear down their neighborhoods. So I just feel like keep the same energy. That Reagan funneled with crack. Wonderful. Listen, um, I, I'm just... I, <laughs> I, I'm just not going to, and this is why it's it's so difficult to have conversations uh, with paper napkins 
because a lot of times <laughs> the only thing that they can think of is how this one thing affects them. Um, it's a it's, it's why a lot of times um, you will have issues in reference to white gays. Um, uh, it, honestly, you'll have a lot of issues in reference to white gays who will say things like somebody said something to me the other day in reference to, well, I'll never know what it's like to be black, but you'll never know what it's like to be non-binary. I need you to understand that whiteness is always going to win out. When you would be discriminated against is in a room full of white straight people. I need you to look at who the actual oppressor is and stop trying to have a pissing contest of oppression with me because it's not even about winning. That's the worst part because I hate when they even use that in the first place because this is not fun. Like, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. They make it sound like well, somebody got a cookie or something. And, and, and it is the weirdest and oddest flex in the world. And what you should be thinking is not that, oh, she's winning the oppression Olympics, Oh, that means that I have actually more um, weight in the pendulum of power to actually change something. I can actually make a difference because I have on this armor. Right. I can use my privilege that is benefiting me in this white society and instead of just trying to play the victim and stop gaslighting people who are going through this shit. Just saying. Just saying. Um, I, I am... Uh, kind of done with the whole thing. It's very upsetting. Uh, we do have a video that I want to play though, because um, I thought it was uh, really well done. White boy was spitting. <laughs> these these children who are like born after two thousand five, they're not talking. They're not taking your shit, guys. They really not. <laughs> If you're a member of Congress and you wore one of those AR-15 pins and you think you're all big and bad and tough and patriotic, well, I want you to do after this mass shooting at a school in Tennessee is start going school by school to the families of the victims and you explain to their face why you think drag shows are more dangerous to their now dead children than AR-15s. Explain to me why Tennessee lawmakers have spent months trying to ban drag shows, but it made it easier to access weapons. The issue is gun control no matter how you cut it. And before you say, Chris, the shooter was trans, I don't give a damn what the shooter was. And I find it very fascinating that now you want to have a discussion about possible motive. If memory serves me right, statistically, I'm pretty sure white men with a history of white supremacy are not going to have a good time during that discussion. You say, Chris, the issue is mental health. Is it? Is that why Republicans are blocking bills to fund mental health in school? You say, okay, Chris, the issue is we need more guns. Really? We have the most guns per capita in the world, and schools are still getting shut up. Try again. Try again. Try again. You are so focused on niche issues, and eventually people will get fed up. Enough is enough. The issue is gun control. And I am sorry to the victims of the family, man. Uh, only church I want to go to is a church of people who making sense. I'm sorry. As the as the as the only one, I, you you can't get me to go no other way. I'm sorry, you can't. And for the people who are saying stupid shit like, "Oh well, if you do take away our guns, they're just going to find another way to hurt someone." At the end of the day, violence is still going to happen. So from now on, when you go to sleep at night, stop locking your doors. Don't lock them because if someone wants to break in your house, they're going to do that regardless. They're going to bust the window. They're going to do what they got to do to get inside and take your shit and possibly kill your ass. So. When you go to sleep, stop locking your doors because they're gonna do it anyway. They're gonna do what they gotta do regardless. You see how stupid that sounds? You see how you should do something, doing something is better than doing nothing.
<laughs> I, I honestly feel like at this point, um, there's really not much that we're, we're not going to be able to do very much about it because at the end of the day, they really are showing us that they care so much more about guns than they care about children's lives. Um, kids who are just so used to being like, like think about going to school and asking your, your teacher when you're in third grade to ask if she's really going to protect you if a shooter comes into the room. And then your idea is let's arm the teachers. A lot of schools have buckets filled with rocks just in case a shooter comes in. They have the kids throw the rocks at the shooter. This is the new normal. Y'all don't mm -hmm. give a fuck about these kids. Y'all really do not give a fuck about these kids, especially people in Congress. They do not give a fuck. It's all about power and money and control. Listen, let's talk about those buckets. Not only do they have rocks to throw at the um, assailant to go ahead and bust out windows so they could possibly get out. We're talking about blankets, toilet paper. That bucket is supposed to be used to shit in in case you were in there for a long amount yeah. of time. Yep. And this is what your little children, let me tell you something, homeschool, uh, uh, homeschool moms, homeschool families. I want a shout out to you because I understand there's maybe a little bit of privilege involved because you have enough money to be able to keep your child at home. And obviously not everybody has that opportunity, but for those of them who are willing to sacrifice to make sure they don't let their children go to school to go have them brainwashed. They're taking Martin Luther King, Rosa Parks. And, listen, did you know that um, a teacher, a uh, teacher got in trouble for uh, talking about the Renaissance movement. Christians thinks that that's demonic. The Renaissance, Van Gogh, nigga. We talking about <laughs> Van Gogh. The nigga who tore off his ear because he was upset and wanted a bitch. By the way, that nigga was for real crazy. But the, the, uh, honestly, so Sistine Chapel, uh, uh, Michelangelo, the, 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 the naked nigga with the tiny dick where they put the leaf over it. We can't talk about any of that shit, period. You thought it was just for us. You thought it was just the Negroes. You thought they were just going to erase us. And it's so funny because when you actually look at the inception of race in general, it was the Portuguese who actually came up with the idea of race. So, and then to see them ousted out of their own whiteness because it was co-opted and taken over. And they're like, yeah, you can't join. You're not white enough. Oh my God. It's just amazing. It's just amazing to me. Um, but one of the things that I, I, I feel like is, is really killing me when it comes to, to, to this particular topic is the fact that children are not safe mentally, they're not safe physically, and you don't save them from the mediocrity of your level of education. They don't, they really don't. And like, <laughs> do you think any change is gonna happen here? <laughs> I don't think it is. I, um... I think if it does, if it does, it'll come from a younger generation than us. Um, and if and when it does, um, they would rather destroy the world than to give it to the people. Mm. So I take that as you will. <laughs> take that as you will. It's why I'm leaving, nigga. Like, I'm sorry. And like I said, and I will always say it for every minority who wants to stay here because they're like, this is my shit, bitch. And you're not about to make me do nothing. I appreciate all of your fervor and I will always support you, but it'll be from over there. I'm not doing this with you. 
I'm sorry. I'm, my knees don't even work good. You don't even want me in the fight. Leave me alone. Uh, I just want to, I just want to be happy and raise some chickens and maybe milk some goats one day. Have a nice little garden. I'm not asking for too much. Child. Speaking, speaking of people who are fed up with shit, people over in France, I think this is like day nine or 10 of protests. Mm -hmm. It's just fucking shit up, girl. And let me tell you something. I'm here for it. Um, I'm glad you sent me that video because it, it wasn't eye opener because, girl, we can't, we are mega imperialists and a lot of stuff. State violence over here. Well, I found that. I wanted to see both sides. I do see both sides because, you know, I am a revolutionary. But when it comes to my views on revolution in America, I think I would rather have a political revolution. I don't want a bloody revolution. I, I would hope it doesn't have to come to that. If it does, and it does. I mean, hey, we got to do what we got to do because we're sick and fucking tired of this shit. Mm -hmm. But I definitely mm -hmm. think it is definitely time for a political revolution. Um French pension reform, the French pension reform, basically um, raising the retirement age to from 62 to 64. Um, more than a million people took to the streets across France on Thursday, with protests turning violent in some areas as demonstrators voiced their fury at proposed pension reforms. Clashes between groups of protesters and police broke out after workers staged a national strike throughout Thursday with flare-ups in Paris and regional capitals. French police said around 1,000 people acted violently, setting fires, launching smoke bombs, and damaging property. In the southwestern city of Bordeaux, protesters set fire to the entrance of the city hall during ongoing clashes with police, according to CNN affiliate BFMTV. Police fired tear gas at crowds in northwestern Lorient, while video from Rennes shows authorities using water cannons to disperse protesters. At least 80 people were arrested and 123 police officers injured and fuck them, I don't give a fuck about the police officers, injured in France on Thursday during the nationwide protests, French Interior Minister Gerald Darman said. Thursday was the ninth day of strikes in the country and the first of coordinated action since French President Emmanuel Macron's government pushed a bill to increase the retirement age from 62 to 64 through parliament without a vote last week. The mostly peaceful day of strike action, which saw 119,000 people march in Paris, according to the Interior Ministry, disrupted transport networks or re refineries and schools. It also affected air traffic, with 30% of flights impacted at Paris or the airport. I, I think there is a, a, a lot to be said about. Um, this uh, particular revolution, I, I can only make certain observations. Listen, I am not a a, a social or political science uh, <laughs> a professor or anything like that. Um, but I I have to just name a few things that sound like we should mention them. So this whole thing happened because they were raising the age of the retirement from sixty two to sixty four, and you had a million people out in the streets over raising the retirement age, which is something it feels like America does every fucking year. So I feel like that has to speak a little bit to the level of tolerance that the actual constituents are uh, have, and not just like they, they have it, they demanded it, they take it every single day. It's why 
why after why they only had to do a two year gap for them to be like, oh no, no one's going to work. Who's going to work? And you know, it's funny because I'm hearing a lot of white liberals say, oh, we need to be doing what France is doing and we need to be fucking shit up. Where was y'all doing the Black Lives Matter shit when Black people were being killed in 2020 fucking shit up and y'all were saying, violence is not the answer and we just need to reform. Where was y'all? Because bitch, Black folks been ready since slavery. I feel, I, it, and I, you know what else? I feel like it's like, uh, it's, I feel like it's almost in the same vein as, you know, all of these bombs are being dropped on Ukraine, but they still had time to be racist. I feel yep. like a lot of times even when they are trying to make movements, they, because it is so uninclusive, they don't even realize how much they end up injuring themselves because black people to our own detriment are some of the most forgiving motherfuckers in the world. And when we see other people in pain, it doesn't matter what color they are. We just saw what was going on in Ukraine. We are like, yo, that's wrong. That's fucked up. You can't do that. just to come and find out our own African doctors during when it's time where they're being bombed actually had time to segregate their train and be like, oh, sorry, no darkies allowed. Sorry, no jigaboos. Do, 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 do you see what I'm saying? And I feel like that's that's important to understand. Like, how do you expect people to even support your movement or get upset when Black people don't give a fuck about your flight? Knowing that if I was in front of you, you wouldn't piss on me if I was on fire. And I feel like um, uh, for the French government, I feel like they don't understand why maybe so many, not everybody is uh, rallying around them right now. <laughs> but we let's uh, let's go ahead and play the next video because I thought it was a I thought it was such a a great deep dive into the situation notes from France right now. There's a way that when uh, Americans are trying to figure out what do we do next and you're looking for different templates, France actually is not a very good one. This is why. You must understand the actual oppressor that you are going against. And if you are America going against the American state, you are going against a violent imperialist body. Now, what is an imperialist body? An imperialist body is somebody who knows how to maintain their control. And the U.S. maintains the control through two main mechanisms. It's money by the dollar and it's military. It wields its military prowess throughout the world, and it has trained numerous different other governments to become dictators, and that is why we are seeing so many different citizens overthrowing or revolting against their different governments over the past few decades, because they're really revolting against the influence of American imperialism. So you are dealing with a state that knows how to use violence in a coordinated effort. This is why Cop City is so important right now in Atlanta, because that is nothing more than a training ground to militarize our police in order to ensure that they know how to head off massive protests. And we have seen this over and over again since the beginning of this country. But if you need a more recent um, an, an example of this, since 2020, then with the resurgence of once again protests and the violence the state enacted. So you were dealing with a militarized state. So when you were thinking about looking to France and going in the streets and enacting all of these things, look what happened in goddamn Seattle, um, Portland, Chicago, New York, all... 
Atlanta, all these other spaces. We know what the state will do. It will rear its ugly head because it has no problem using what it has always used. It's goddamn violence. Now, on top of that, the U.S. also wields control internationally through its imperialism by its money. And we are seeing it being challenged right now on the international scale with Russia and China having talks that is allowing the possibility for other countries who have been beholden to the U.S. via its debt in U.S. dollars to then have that debt alleviated through another currency. That is a direct challenge to American hegemonic power. Now, all of that is happening while internally the U.S. knows it is going through a massive change. We know power is shifting and power is showing its hand. We need to be able to understand what it is actually showing us. So now we're having folks like um, Rand Paul and Tucker who seem to have somehow awakened to what is going on. That is not an awakening, y'all. That is the realization that power is shifting where it is actually going to place its power because it cannot rely upon its old ways. Again, just using its military money on the international and domestic scale. So right now, currency is being shifted and power is being shifted to data. It's always been shifted to data, but now it's being sped up because, again, the global currency of the U.S. dollar is being challenged. Therefore, American imperialism is being challenged. You must know your oppressor in order to strategize and how to push back. Violence against the capitalist is not met with more violence. It's met with hitting its goddamn pockets. Fuck the economy. You guys... Yep, 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 yep. And we saw a glimpse of that. We saw how shook the government was when COVID first started and people couldn't go to work because, again, mm. a cap, a very, very capitalist-ass system and people couldn't go to work. Now, all of a sudden, we have more access to, like, free, free healthcare and shit when it, because you got to get tested. Now, things can become free when it comes to the healthcare system. So they pick mm -hmm. and choose. It's all about the money. If you're going to fuck with the government, you need to fuck with the money. We have people who are complaining about, oh, my God, I had to work 90 hours a week. But meanwhile, I'm called crazy when I say, don't you think we should? To be honest, if we all stop going to work, they will hear what the fuck we had to say. This is why I say organize your workplace, start a union, and withhold your labor. Uh, I think it's the smartest thing to do, but I think it's also one of the hardest asks because then that actually would mean that we would have to band together and we would actually have to really have a full socialist movement, which means when somebody's getting evicted, it don't matter what's going on. The whole neighborhood is out. Ain't nobody leaving, bitch. That's the way it needs to be. If you're like in an apartment building and they're like, oh, well, guess what? Remember, you're not paying, so we're not fixing shit. So anybody who is a plumber, anybody who fixes electricity, anybody who can get a rig, all this shit so we can make sure we still have internet, they, that person would come in and make sure that these homes are okay. And then they that in turn, in turn that person would make sure they get fed your lights stay on what does your family need whatever the case is and but we don't have that. unfortunately we live in a very america has taught us to have a very individualistic mindset individualism is all we give a fuck about we don't give a fuck about each other people are not ready to make those sacrifices girl i gotta work i got kids to feed um that, that's just where it's at that's and, when i hear I, people that's when i hear people say complain about oh i'm so tired i had to work and Oh, this system, I'm so sick of this system. You don't give a fuck. You're not going to do shit about it because it takes real work and organization and you have to engage deep with your community to make some, some shit happen. No, and I and you know what? I I agree, but I also I also disagree. Um, and maybe this is in reference to um the race of people that we're talking about. Because for black people, for black and brown queer people. 
especially the ones that are easily thrown out on the street. Um, listen, a, a white man is going to keep their, a white family is going to keep their wealth a whole lot longer than, I, so it's like, who are we asking to do these things? Can we ask them in good faith to do these things? Because it, let's be real with ourselves. It's going to be a whole lot easier for a, oh, a family who's got nothing but, who's got a bunch of savings, their kids are good, everything is straight to be like, stop paying your mortgage. You know why? Because when they come, you actually have lawyers who can fight it. Do you see what I'm saying? When you are uh, of the most marginalized, it is so hard to ask them to not feed your kids because they're going to think, who going to help me? Mm, that's a good like, point. Like, they left for a pack of milk six months ago. Who going to help me? So I feel like- point. So what do we do? Because we know voting doesn't work. No, I feel like what's I feel like what's going to have to happen is is that we are going to have to again um, because let me let's let's be real with ourselves as um, much work as we can do the way it's going to swing the pendulum so much faster. I'm not saying it's impossible for us to do it. Is if anti-racist white people who have already got money gaining off of their privilege say hell no. I'm not banking with you. I'm not shopping with you. I, do you know what they would do? I, I, I really feel like, and it, it's sad because they just don't care about us. You know, we go broke, we, you know, and we don't have enough capital behind us to, uh, like they want our dollars to buy, you know, their, their shit. But when it comes to us actually trying to band together, they would take every, everything from us. And I feel like it's, and I, uh, I hate to say it, but we, now. bro, we need each other. We are like anti-racist and BIPOC people. If we could join together and actually move as one mind, not as everybody got to be the same fucking identity clanners. Okay. If we move of one mind where we have one goal, I feel like we would be fucking unstoppable, but how, how to do that? That's what capitalism has done this thing, girl. Capitalism is so strong that it will literally, it's made to have working class people go against other working class people. Stockholm syndrome. You're so used to being oppressed that you start to form a bond almost with your oppressor. So now you're doing anything that you can to defend your oppressor. And that oppressor is being capitalism. Meanwhile, you're living paycheck to paycheck, but at the same time, you're still going to defend it. Yes. <laughs> Yes, that's because they are experts at instilling fear and fear mongering. Do you want to be hungry? Do you want to be homeless? They have you in situations where you just feel helpless on a regular day basis. Bitch, you just lost your insurance. You don't have a car no more. How are you going to get to work? Now you got to go strap you and your baby to go drop them off at daycare and still drop them off early enough to take the bus to go to fucking work. Like, how do you tell a person like that you're not doing enough? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. uh, so, so it's like, I feel like when we say, I need you to get off your ass and do something, I feel like we got to be specific as who we're talking to, because there's a lot of them that can't. And I want to let you know, a lot of you well-off liberals, a lot of you well-off white liberals, I, I, I would love for you to put your money and your ass in the fire the way that we do. And let me know how you really feel. Or are well, you going to build up capitalism because it still benefits you? Let me know. And that's the thing. At the end of the day, liberals still believe in capitalism. They believe, oh, we just want to make the world a better place and we can, re we can fix the system from the inside. 
and we're just going to make better jobs. They still believe in exploitation. They just want to put like some frost. It's like a pile of shit, but they want to put some frosting on it. Sounding like a black cop. I'm going to fix it from the inside and then I'm going to help <laughs> all the people. Shut the fuck up. Anyway, all right, so <laughs> moving on. This one's going to be super, super, super short. Um, I, let, let, let's quickly just jump to the Trump indictment because there's really not much to say. I don't see him in chains yet. I don't see I don't him. Think, you know what? Because you know he has the best lawyers in the world. I don't... I want to see a picture of him like this behind bars. Clink, clink, with a little cup. I want to have a little cup, you know? And I want, to, and I want him to like play certain songs depending on where he hits the cup. You know what I mean? Right. Like I want I like, I like a harmonica. Give me, you know, um, chain gang. That's what I'm looking for. Okay. Um, now at this point, go ahead and put Biden's ass in there too. But that's another conversation. <laughs> I mean, to be honest with you, bro, they yeah. really got us choosing between diarrhea and bloody diarrhea. And I just feel like having an ulcer and this is where we are um, <laughs> it's 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 we, oh god jesus christ that that decrepit piece of shit whatever i i just hate when i i talk about biden people are like so you're a conservative why would i uh, so here's the difference between leftists and liberals <laughs> leftists oh. is anything socialism on left very much anti-establishment. We do not fucking trust the government. We know voting does not work. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what the leftist is. So, because I drag the fuck out of Biden. People, oh, so you must like Trump. And then when I drag Trump, oh, well, you know, Biden's no better. When did I say that he was? Y'all got to stop worshiping motherfuckers. It's so weird. It's really fucking weird, bro. And listen, just just stand culture in general. I feel like we when we say stand culture, people think that we're talking about just Beyonce and Nicki Minaj. You political pundits or pretend political pundits right behind your fucking screens and shit. The way that you worship these people, no matter what they do, they do something and you already got an explanation as to why it's okay. As if you as if you wipe their ass this morning is amazing to me. It's amazing to me because you'll make excuses for, and I'm just like, um, but did they do something fucked up? Okay, then they did something fucked up. <laughs> and for whatever reason, liberals and Republicans both have that where they'll just defend what the fuck ever. They'll figure out a way to defend it. And I just want to say that is, um, that is psychotic behavior. Liberals be like, vote blue no matter who and yeah capitalism is okay because it's blue and i put hashtag blm in my bio so i can't be racist and yeah my best friend i sucked black. a black dick in college there's no way i can ever be racist <laughs> no it's fine uh i mean i sucked a white dick in college i mean i'm not okay whatever anyway so um i just want people to understand let me see i'm trying to think have i sucked some pink ping? I mean, it wasn't nah. pink, but it was on a white man. Because, <laughs> you know, sometimes the tip of it be looking, be looking like it's about to blow up. Yeah, uh, never, <laughs> never in my life. Never in my life. I, 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 listen, listen, I don't know who out there's got red penis. But I've seen it before. It's scary, it girl. I'm like, who have you, have you seen someone? It's scary. <laughs> I saw a picture online one time. I said, girl, how is this? possible what is it a black clot <laughs> you know what it's 
no, you know what? No body shaming here, guys. Nobody I just, I, it was a lot. I, I, yeah, I, I was just alarmed. I, I yeah, didn't know what alarmed. to do. I just had yeah, to figure out. We, we left dicks over here. We left dicks over here. It's fine. It's fine. Um, so uh, <laughs> wayward curved ones are really my, my steez, but you know, it's fine. Um, I, I, I think that I need um, people to understand that this worshiping nature that a lot of these uh, political people have is super fucking damaging because it stops you from being able to be objective. It stops you from being able to be on the right side of anything because you're thinking to yourself that the, um, that the, that they'll exceed the means. It's okay that they did this fucked up thing. It's okay, it's all for the greater good. Let me tell you, there's a reason why they say the, the road to hell is paved with good intentions <laughs> because you will rationalize anything because you're like, but look at my goal, look at my goal. And I was like, you just killed like 17 million people, Aaron from Attack on Titan, you fucking <laughs> fascist. Like, I, I like, bro, like, let's stop for a second and think about it. No. Oh my God. I, I just, I just can't. And I think that it's, it's, <laughs> it's becoming more important that we really stop and assess why we like someone so much. Stop saying you love that person. You don't know that nigga. No, you damn. don't. You don't know them and they don't know you and they would not piss on you as you was on fire. Uh, so, um, um, <laughs> former President Trump was indicted on criminal charges in New York on Thursday for his role in organizing hush money payments made to an adult film star during his 2016 campaign. The history-making indictment marks the first time a president has been charged in criminal matter and comes as several law enforcement entities are investigating Trump's conduct and numerous, numerous probes. First time a a president or former president in history is being faced with criminal charges. Once again, will he be behind bars? We'll have to find out in the next episode of Dragon Ball Z. We don't got to find out shit. That Velveeta Voldemort motherfucker is not going to fucking jail. Stop it. Stop it. Stop <laughs> I'm it. trying to be optimistic here. <laughs> they gonna, if anything, and this is if anything, they're going to put on one of them ankle monitors, all yeah. right? Just so they can watch Melania pull it off every night. Like there's no, I, I promise you, ain't shit gonna happen. And if shit does happen, um, I will be super shocked because, and if it does, it'll be the shortest sentence that we've ever experienced in life. Okay, it's gonna be like 30 minutes, girl. And then they're gonna be like, okay, um, you're good to go. Probation for like 30 years, even though we know you're gonna live seven. You know, it doesn't, it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, Girl, let's just hope his Michelin man built ass stays in there until, never mind, let me not go in. Listen, all we can hope, let me tell you something, African spirituality dictates I don't have to wait. I don't have to wait for him to die in jail. Period. Take that as you want to. All right. Um, moving on. Oh, Jesus. I didn't want to talk about this shit. Jonathan Major. I'm, I'm gonna let you explain the story. Go, go, go ahead. I, I, I was hoping you could explain uh, it. I... <laughs> Damn. Okay. So <laughs> let's let's uh, we're gonna make a uh, quick story of it, and I have some videos that I want y'all to listen to. So uh, Jonathan Majors, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful black man with beautiful oh, future. Oh my god. Oh my god beautiful all right and that's another thing that you guys have to reckon with when you find someone who looks amazing the fact that you'll go ahead you know what we'll get there anyway so again 
beautiful, right? Um, he was in uh, the new Creed, which I'm not going to watch because I don't do sports movies, but Lovecraft Country, all kinds of things. He was in it. And he is, that is a talented man. I would be an idiot not to be able to say the truth. However, um, I want to say that when we first were experiencing the rising star of Jonathan Major, we people, Black men were very upset because he was taking pictures in pink. Y'all are so fucking fragile, bitch. I just, I can't, I really wish y'all would get that shit together. And if if clothes can emasculate you, then your masculinity is always a performance. It's fucking <laughs> fabric and it's a fucking color based on how, how the light reflects off of it. Are y'all okay? They're not. So, um, he goes ahead and he has a few interviews. Everybody's in love with what he's saying. He is a very charismatic, well-spoken, beautiful Black man. Let's just be very real, right? Sweet. A couple of days ago, and, and just so you, let's just preface it, we knew that he was dating a white woman. I just pretended I didn't know so I could continue to uh, flick my bean in peace. But, yeah. um, you know. Yeah, me too. We knew, we all yeah. knew. Um, and a few days ago, there was he was arrested for a, a assault and battery or something of that same vein. Um, and she was in the hospital. Apparently there was like a laceration behind her ear. She had some bruises around her neck, whatever the case is. She has since recanted her story. I'm not going to say here, uh, me, neither me or Aaron is going to say on this podcast, whether we think that Jonathan is guilty or is not guilty. But I, we are going to point out some patterns, however. Take that however you feel like, but we're going to point out some patterns. I feel like it's very interesting that we, uh, that we, uh, black men thought he was destroying black masculinity a few days ago, but now that he is um, possibly going to jail for a violent crime, then um, he is, uh, he is as innocent as the undriven snow. It's amazing, like, how y'all be telling on y'all selves. It's like, so when he does something fucked up, no, no. So is that what he's supposed to do? So is that what y'all do? You're basically telling yourself, girl, so so when he's being a good person and, you know, wearing the mm. color pink, he's a simp and he's sus. But when mm -hmm. he's being accused of violence, now all the straight Black men want to stand up. And the pick niches, I see y'all. Now, oh, yeah. it's like, oh, my God, he would never do that. Y'all be telling on yourselves all the time. And I want, and I just want to make sure that people understand, like, we see you. We see that you are the exact same people who were talking about how this man is about to emasculate your children. I saw that article. The fuck were y'all going through? To all of a sudden he would, uh, y'all remind me of the people who was sticking up for Bill Cox. And R. Kelly, and I'm not even putting Jonathan Majors in that category, but it's being, uh, but he's being defended with the same vigor, and I find that really interesting, knowing that victims recant statements. We know that that happens, mm -hmm. and like I said, I, this is all going to be allegedly, le, 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 le. we don't know nothing about what's going on. The the lawyer said I'm gonna go ahead and give out a tape. I'm going to go ahead and like, he just leaked some text messages and I don't know, uh, Jonathan, get a new lawyer. Jonathan, get a new lawyer. I don't know. I don't know who said it was okay to leak those text messages. It doesn't look better. It does. It doesn't look better. Get a new attorney, please. And thank you. Quickly. 
<laughs> but uh, let's go ahead and listen to some of the, the videos. I think these are very interesting perspectives I want to talk about. You know, I made a video about the Jonathan Major situation earlier today, and I privated it. I privated it because I don't want no smoke, number one. And number two, I don't think it was specifically about him or like that he was my issue. I think my issue is how much I've seen people flip-flop over the past two weeks behind this person. Like, let's just be clear. A week ago, this man was the downfall of the entire Black community because he was in pink and had flowers around him. So he was emasculating the Black community, right? Black men didn't see it for Jonathan Majors until he got accused of some type of violence. And that right there is the real problem. Y'all went from calling this man an outright sissy to being ready to go to war for him because he allegedly put his hands on a woman. Y'all don't find that suspicious? Y'all don't find that suspicious? So in other words, Black people, Black men specifically, it's okay for a Black man to be effeminate as long as he is accused of some type of violence and harm against women, right? That, that anchors his manhood for a lot of you. Y'all will throw away a Black man for being comfortable in his femininity and then cape for a Black man who's comfortable committing harm allegedly against a woman? Now, I wasn't in that car, so I am not speaking to whether that man did or did not do anything. I do know that people that are victims of domestic violence often recant stories out of fear of more violence. I also know that systemically, white women and preferences have been the ones more likely to lie about a Black man. Yet somehow it hasn't stopped y'all from desiring them and holding them at higher standard and regard than Black women. Ooh. But I will use this as a teachable moment for Black women. Do not let these men tell you that they are the leaders of anything. Do not let them lead your family or you anywhere. Do not let them be the head of your household. And they cannot even lead themselves away from the source of their own demise, their preferences. White women, they are not victims of relationships with white women. They tell you that you need to choose better when you end up with a bad black man, but they can't choose better when they end up with a problematic white woman. Black men have been chasing after access to white women since after slavery. If sitting for 400 years being abused by these women didn't stop them from desiring them, I don't know why Black women think that you're going to change their minds in 2023. And please notice, Black women, they are not over there tussling with white women about this situation. They're in the comment sections arguing with us. Think about that. She ate that. She ate it on up. Listen, um, I love her as a creator. I'm going to be making sure to tag every single video that we have. But we also have one more video, that brown girl, Christina. Oh, my goodness. I, I, I got to know how old she is before I start saying how beautiful I think you are. Oh, my God, girl. But yes, I wanted to make sure to play her video as well, because she actually put a light on it that I hadn't seen. But I also didn't realize that people were trying to compare Jonathan Majors with Emmett Till. Emmett Till. Yeah. I, 
I thought it was. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. Continue. There are hundreds of people who have public allegations of abuse and who have been caught in those public allegations of abuse. And that even in the scrutiny of those allegations, those men come out on top professionally, legally, even if not legally, still sometimes professionally, still sometimes uh, artistically. You know what I'm saying? Context is that these men are some of the most valuable assets to the most powerful companies in not the nation, not in Hollywood, the world. Which is why comparing Emmett Till to powerful black men of status within a capitalistic industry that protects abusers is wildly inappropriate. Emmett Till was a young black boy who got lied on and accused of something by a white woman. The Central Park Five were young black and brown boys who who got lied on and accused of something on behalf of a tragedy that happened to a white woman. The Tulsa Massacre, where there's a young black male adult teenager caught with a white woman, whether that was consensual or not, he was going to be lied on and accused. And that led to a massacre of an entire black town. Yes, this is historical that white women have lied on black men and black men have been criminalized and lynched and killed because of relations with white women, whether it was consensual or not. But you're missing the context of it. You're missing the context and how contextually things change, which is what my beautiful homie was talking about and explaining. That though we can sit here and acknowledge, yes, there are Black men who are falsely accused and and incarcerated by the system that is built to incarcerate them. But that doesn't mean that the circumstances are fair when the context changes. And the context is they're in an industry that protects abusers. In an industry that gives them status, money, power, finances, resources that can help them combat their marginalization outside of that system. Resources that these other Black men, young Black boys did not have. So when you're in an industry that is protecting abusers, regardless of their race, that context shifts and changes. And it's wildly inappropriate to compare these Black people, right, who have the access to resources to protect them from certain parts of marginalization to young Black boys, young Black teens, young Black black men who didn't have that. The same industry that gave status, power, finances, access to resources to Harvey Weinstein, Kevin Spacey, Woody Allen, Shia LaBeouf, also gave that to R. Kelly, Bill Cosby, Chris Brown. The names could literally go on, and that is the harsh truth that people don't want to face. That though men of a certain racial demographic, black men could still deal with the carceral state of our system and marginalization that they get from being black, that existing in an industry that offers all of those benefits and protections can still apply to them. And the thing about a system in an industry like that is it's not about to protect the most vulnerable. And if white women are barely believed in a vast majority of cases, and we've already come to the conclusion and agreement that societally, systemically, and culturally, white women are more protected than women of color, especially black women, then what do you think that is going to mean for black women? Some of y'all are trying to to play a different game and and use a different goalpost while using masses equipment, and you can't do that and expect different results. There are hundreds of... Mm. What do I always say? You cannot use master's tools to dismantle master's apps. And I and I think, and I'm so glad that I'm seeing new, it's why they want to ban TikTok. 
to see uh, Black people in all of their multitude, uh, multiplicity of Blackness coming out with all of these different opinions and having people think critically and having people go ahead and question the status quo and having people actually contextualize what intersectionality means for a rich Black man in America who is backed by a system that's going to protect him, uh, protect him being a, a predator, 100% it, that, in that venue. Um, but no, let me get to your thought. What did you think? Tell me, tell me, tell me. We listened to both. Girl, she took the words right out of my mouth, especially that ending part, girl, Like, because again, a lot of, especially a lot of Black men really think that patriarchy was made for them. When we know that patriarchy was not made for them, patriarchy and white supremacy do go hand in hand. It was not designed for straight Black men. It was not designed for y'all. I'm sorry. So they are basically, yeah, like she said, trying to use white supremacist ideologies, the, the masses tools, and they're not realizing that it's doing them more harm than good. Mm, mm. I'm telling you. Um, and I think one more thing before we move on to um, our last topic, I want to go ahead and this is a PSA for white men, uh, sorry, for white women and black men. First of all, I don't hate you. Stop saying that. Secondly, I want, I want you to understand that I understand why y'all go together so well. And I just want you to dissect why you guys go together so well. And, and this is not an attack. I want you to actually hear what I'm saying and just think about it, please. Because I need you to understand the fact that Black men have been fighting to marry white women since after slavery. You are chasing access because what you're chasing is white man's power. And Status. you feel like you can get that access through white women. It's why you get with white women and you, because your black ass don't understand how your baby still came out black looking like me, mixed as hell, mama white as hell, looking like me. <laughs> and I'm, let, I'm just saying, I, was, I, did, I didn't know, I thought this bitch was lying to me. No, but for real, <laughs> looking like me. And you're so, and then she actually, looking just like me, grows up with this, um, uh, with all of this deficit in her emotional character because you refused to try and build her as a Black woman because you kept on trying to compare her to the white women that you like. Letting her know that you don't actually see Black women as people. You just see her as a person because she comes from you. Like, I, I, I see it on a regular basis. And I, and I also want to let white women know, I know why you're chasing Black men. Because you don't think that you're chasing white man's power. But only in a relationship with a Black man will you be able to wield white man's power. And that's something that you're also chasing. Mm. Mm. I feel like it is very important. I have, and, and nobody believes me when I say this, I don't have an issue with interracial relationships. I have an issue with the fact that you refuse to dissect the reasons that you get into them. Yeah. I, I, am, I am livid with the fact that you are willing to have mixed children and not willing to do the work to make sure that mixed child grows up with a sense of pride in themselves and is not trying to kill themselves. Anti-Blackness, is so strong that we know that black women and black men get into interracial relationships for two totally different reasons. Every time I ask a straight black man, hey, why do you only date white women or racially ambiguous or red bone as they like to call it, women? 
and they can never give you a reason without bringing up black women. Oh, well, they loud, they too ghetto. No, that's not what I asked you. <laughs> that's not what I asked you at all. And there's a reason why we say, to be honest, in the black community, black men are the white women of the black community. <laughs> because what do we do? What do they do when we tell them our experiences as, as a black queer person or a black woman tells them what they're going through? They gaslight, they tone police, just like um, they invalidate. Um, it's and, and it's all the same tools that black women deal with in uh, corporate America dealing with white women. And I don't feel like they understand and that you and in a corporate space, I have never felt that black men were safe because I knew who they were playing for. I knew what they were trying to get to. And if stepping on me was what they needed to do, they would just call it capitalism. Mm. Do, do you see what I'm saying? Uh, uh, like, I feel like it's really important that Black men really dissect what makes you prefer white women. And I want you to talk about it without telling me how a Black woman hurts you. How your Black mother, who has been so male-identified her entire life, went ahead and told you that you need to be strong and you only get three emotions, happy, horny, and hungry. Well, I'm sorry that she was an agent of patriarchy and white supremacy in your life, causing you to feel like you can't even emote and then causing you to look at every black woman as the fucking enemy. When if you could just read a history book, maybe whatever, it's fine. But I need you to understand that that I understand. Like they call they think that they're the enemy because black Kodak Black say, remember when he said, uh, I need me a life skin. I need me a light-skinned woman, someone that I can, what's, what did he say? Someone that I can control or something. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, he said he was basically someone I can mold, someone I can shape. And and, and y'all young ass niggas, you're not even 30 talking about you about to shape somebody. I need you to get a piece of clay and go to a class. I and need you to go. Like, be the niggas with dry spit in the corners of their mouth talking about what they gonna control and shit. Girl, no one takes you seriously. You ain't finna do shit. Sit your ass down. Like girl, looking like baby Huey. I've seen. I don't, I'm sorry. I, I I I I cannot. I cannot stand you. I cannot. And this is and this is and this is the issue that I'm having because and this is how you know I'm trying to grow and I'm trying to get better because there's so many things I want to say about this man, but I'm like I gotta dissect my own where where all of these insults would be coming from so let's talk about the issue and not about the fact it looks like you got a ring of stink around your neck i gotta go ahead and like i gotta be better and talk about just the issues i hate that don't you did a song with him um i'm glad that she was smart enough to go ahead and film the whole a film like a separate video and song without him i'm i was like oh so oh so you're oh okay so the so when they did the video they wasn't in the same room no, well, no, no, they had a whole video that they dropped and the people was like, ew. So the bitch had to go ahead and release another shot video without him in it. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, know. yeah, the people spoke and she was like, girl, I did start on like, TikTok. I girl, know. like, he <laughs> they said, girl, you know, he don't like your black ass, right? You ain't, you. <laughs> I, Kelly Rowland, Dochi, I, no, Listen, listen, Whoopi Goldberg. Oh my God. Uh, th th there's so many, there's so many, there are so many talented, dark-skinned black women who are willing to go ahead and vouch for bullshit. And I just want to let you know, it is so disheartening. 
when Kelly Rowland decided she was going to um, defend Chris Brown. I'm like, that nigga don't even like you. He only fucked bitches with the good hair. What's under that wig, Kelly? What are we doing? My girl, it'd be the, the dark skinned woman that be defending Chris Brown and his behavior that he does every two months. I'm like, girl, you do know he still will not let your black ass sit in his section. He's mammified you. He's he's complete. Like I don't understand. Oh my god, is our self esteem this low? <laughs> like I can't, I can't, I can't. It's so, it's so disheartening. But it's okay. Let's go ahead and move on um, to our our last topic. And I am I'm gonna go ahead and and uh, preface it with a question first and foremost. Where do you think the root of men's obsession with submission comes from? White supremacy. Uh, White supremacy. No, I mean, was, I, I mean I, that was that was that was quick. That was quick. I didn't. Okay. Uh, I, 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 I wasn't, that's I wasn't sure. <laughs> That's is water wet? <laughs> Is water wet, nigga? But no, um, but no, I, I, uh, no, I completely agree. But um, let's dissect your reasonings for coming up with uh, white supremacy. Because it's all about control. It's all about power. You have to prove yourself worthy to me. And unfortunately, anti-blackness is and white supremacy has made its way over to the black community, which is why we have hoteps and. Israelites and blacks, just straight black men, to be honest, saying, well, what can you do for me? What can you bring to the table? Oh, but hold up now, because now you're too educated. Oh, hold up now, because now you're holding me accountable. How dare you? Because you're supposed to be submitting to me. Can you submit to a king? I'm so glad that you uh, decided to mention enslaved peoples, because I feel like it is the root of where it comes from. I completely agree. Um, I also uh, feel like, so if anybody wants to pick up a book, um, it's called, which by the way, if you've already been traumatized enough. If you would like to slavery, read something. <laughs> right. Uh, and also for this book, if you've already been traumatized by like slavery, don't do it, girl. Uh, but <laughs> if, if you can take a few more, um, these are, this is a book of uh, personal um, excerpts from slaves. And uh, it was called I Am a Slave by a man with the pen name, Julius Caesar, right? And uh, in it, it was so funny because the black women, while they were being enslaved, they talked so much about the anger coming from the men because they had no power. And so it was like, they were being assaulted more. They were, be it was like they had to deal with going into the field or going into the kitchen and the rape from the white man. But because of what they were doing to black men, it was our abuse that just became even more tenfold. We were literally dealing with it from two areas. I feel like it's really important that we understand that the place that black men are coming from, and by the way, this is no excuses for you dusty ass niggas who only use three in one body wash and don't wipe between your ass cheeks. I'm not giving you shit. I'm just giving reasons. Just wanna put that out there. I need people to understand that it comes from a place 
of deep hurt and a lack of control. They had a lack of control when they leave the house. They got to smile in front of the white man. They got to go pick up after the white man. They got to say, yes, sir. They got to go ahead and wipe shoes and wipe ass and then go ahead and still be called a boy when they're over 45 years old before they leave the home. They do before they leave work. Do you understand what I'm saying? So when they come back to their domicile, they have to control something. Because it's what, because you have to remember, the white man has already taught them the things that give you control is ownership over mm. something else. Because that's all they know. So now they gotta keep it with them and put it on. This is why, again, this ideology first as God and as man and women need to submit. Do you see what I'm saying? And, it, and, it, and, it's, and it's something that's so, um, I feel like right now, it's something that we're seeing so much of, but especially me growing up in the 90s, and maybe it was because I just had a, like a lack of consciousness because I was so fucking young, but it was something I just did not see then. I didn't see all of this hurt. And that's how you get the Hebrew Israelites. It's how you get these people telling me that I'm not West African, nigga. I don't know how you gonna tell me. Like, I, like oh, I don't, whatever. You've got people reaching out for some kind of ideology that feels like it gives them a space of control because they've been taught that white supremacy, that you, if you control something, then that actually equates to love. It equates to admiration. It equates, like it equates to power. Yeah. And profit. Yeah. Capitalism comes, comes into play as well. You know what I'm saying? I just, I just had to make sure I put that out there. Um, but um, the, the video um, that we are about to play, I, I want you guys to really listen in deep. And I just want you to follow along. You're going to be like, what is this bitch talking about? Give it a second. It will sink in. I promise. I was thinking exactly the same shit. Like, what is this bitch talking about? But go ahead. <laughs> Women. He's attracted to independent women. He's like an exotic bird collector. Yep. He only wants a woman who is free because his dream is to put her in a cage. So let's get deeper with this one. When I was in college, I thought I wanted to do social work and nonprofit work. And a mentor of mine set me up with a one-day internship with a batterers group. So that's people who the judge had sent to go get some help. Some of them had come of their own volition, but pretty much they were trying to get some help. And the person who I was working with that day used a similar analogy about the birds. And as the years have gone on, it's broadened up for me a little bit. So there's three groups of people in the world, I posit, you know, just for the analogy. Group one sees the bird is like, oh my God, it's so beautiful. My whip out binoculars, offer it some bird seed, but it is always on the bird's terms, right? It's in their habitat, it's where they want it to happen. And then when the bird flies away, they go home too and they're like, wow, what a beautiful day of bird watching. The engagement is over. They're able to reminisce about it. Group two, group two sees the same thing and is like, wow, what a beautiful bird. I must own it. And so group two follows the bird, chases it down, catches it, puts it in a cage, just like the, the quote said. The part the quote left out though, is that when the bird is now in the cage, it is now dependent on the person who now owns it for food, water, birdseed, all basic necessities. And that the owner usually strips the bird of all the things it, find, it found beautiful about it in the first place. It's pretty wings. No, now I have to clip your wings so you don't fly away. 
Oh no, the beat gotta get shaved back down now because you know you could hurt me with that. And then there's group three. Group three sees the pretty bird and is like, oh my god, what a bird. I must unalive it. I must unalive it. I have to bring it home. And then they bring home the carcass and they reanimate it. So it's not real life. It just looks like it's living. They put it on their mantle. Now it becomes a showpiece that they show off. It's a little trophy. But it is it is posed how they want it to be. They have full control of that situation. But when I am talking to people about this analogy, and I'm saying people here because abuse is not gendered. When I'm talking to people about this analogy, um, a lot of folks are able to see group three as obviously very harmful. But nobody is seeing group two as just as harmful. And usually that unhealthy possession that you see very much displayed in group two is what leads to group three. And I would posit they're on the same level as far as I'm concerned. So we have a lot of work and a lot of unlearning to do about what it means to truly love somebody and to love somebody in a healthy way. That is not possession because that's what we see through media. That's what we see in society. Everything is that. And shout out to my homie Sierra for helping me broaden my thinking on this one and seeing the two and three as the same thing. Yep, 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 girl. We got um, a lot of decolonizing. <laughs> yeah, like it was very spot on. Um, a lot of learned behavior has been passed on down to us. And now we think white is right. So we got to take what they did and apply it to our community is really sad and they really think that that's how it's supposed to be a lot of israelites a lot of hotels as you said have that way of thinking what can you bring to the table but you can't be too educational now because i gotta still have control over you mm -hmm. and i i and i um I, people <laughs> it's so funny somebody told me the other day you always lead it back to black gay shit i'm going to right now again um so you know what I mean? Um, but I, uh, but leading it back to uh, black gay shit, or just gay shit in general, I feel like people need to understand that even though um, the straight community isn't exactly lusting after us, they have this urge and this want to commodify us and to be able to control us. They want to be able to let out the Tyler Perry's and bringing down Mama's house and all these, uh, like all of these things, and Miss Miss Doubtfire. They want to be able to wield us, but to have us with our autonomy walking around doing what we want. They think that if they're able to own us, that we'll be that they'll be okay and they'll feel less threatened. Do you understand? And I also feel like even going into that third realm, I see how that lead from group two leads to group three. First, you wanna own us and you wanna commodify us. And then you just want to go ahead and kill us and reanimate us to something you can commodify. Intersectionality, y'all. I know she was like, how did this bitch bring it back to this again? I'm sorry, I don't know what to tell this you. This is why it's so important. <laughs> like, this is why we talk about intersectionality so much because it affects all of us. Like you can't just talk about something and exclude a certain group of people who happen to look like you, but that doesn't count because it's not what you would... That's not how that shit works. <laughs> just like, yo, everybody got it. Yo, straight people, white people, touch grass. I love you. <laughs> Do what you can for me, please. 
Oh my goodness. But that actually wraps up. What an amazing show. I am so glad. I'm actually going to be way too happy to edit and upload this again. Thank you so much for being the most amazing co-host in the fucking world. As yeah, you know, the feelings mutual. Yeah. Shake it. There's so much child. Anyway, I, I just, I got, I got my little A cups. It's okay. If we ever um, go ahead and do another sleepover, I just hope you don't get suffocated because I'll be rolling. <laughs> and then you just might have, no, for real, Look, a titty. It'll be an honor. <laughs> I, I, okay, so, but if you also see me getting suffocated, because, you know, if I lean back too far and one fall in, <laughs> just make sure you like roll the titty over so I yeah, can be okay. I'll be like, I'll be uh, like let, me, let me smooth that down for you. <laughs> Oh my damn, I thought I had COPD for a second. No, it's okay. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> at any rate, I just want to thank every single listener that we have who has been um, rocking with us since the very beginning. And even more than that, before we do go, I just, add, because I was looking at the lists of countries who are listening to us. So before we go, I just want to shout about real quick because I was, I, every is. single time, I never expected it. I'm just like, really? Bear? <laughs> yeah, like it could be like something you've never heard of. I'm like, wow. I was like, okay, okay. So, um, obviously, United States appreciate you rocking with us. Uh, Canada, United Kingdom, Netherlands, Germany, the Philippines, United A- uh, United A- A- um, Arab Emirates. I'm sorry, I can't talk. Uh, <laughs> France, Kenya, Aus- Austria, Greece, Israel, South Africa, Brazil, Jamaica. Hungary, Australia, Mexico, I'm coming, bitch. Um, Ireland, Switzerland, Denmark, Thailand, and Saudi Arabia. Wow. Saudi Arabia? I, yo, I went like, this this shit is crazy. I'm like, are you fucking serious? Y'all listening to it. Y'all listening to our black gay asses. It's, listen, because I know niggas is in Saudi Arabia, but I didn't know you was listening to us. Uh, But... (laughs) But uh, that is it. That is all. Just wanted to make sure I shouted everybody out. Just remember that being queer is African. And as per usual, we're going to see you in the next one. Period. You can follow us on our Instagram podcast page, which is earth underscore is underscore ghetto underscore. You can follow me on Instagram, which is Aaron8077, A-A-R-O-N, 8077. And your Instagram? Oh, it's okay, child. It's going to be tagged in it. You can click on me. Oh yeah, I forgot about that <laughs> shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Girl, just click on the shit. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, no, we're gonna be tagging it in there. It's okay. You get to us. Um, <laughs> you can listen to all of our podcast episodes on all streaming platforms, period. And you can follow us on TikTok as well. All right, y'all. Love you, black people. Peace. Bye, hoes. <laughs>